Welcome to the Building a Bulletproof Back podcast. As a physio, I'm on a mission to reduce the back pain epidemic. These conversations that you're about to listen to with leading edge teachers and back pain sufferers is my attempt to evolve the mainstream medical approach to treating stubborn back pain. You see, I firmly believe that building a bulletproof back requires mental, physical, and emotional strategy. Let's see what pearls of wisdom we can share with you today. Thanks for listening and thanks for being here. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Building Bulletproof Backs. I've got Alex with me in the actual movement studio today and we are going to talk about subconscious belief clearing, mindset and ways to achieve that. And certainly in um, the Bulletproof Backs program, I actually start there because I have a really core belief that if you want to improve something but you actually, your subconscious believes you can't, then you are pushing shit uphill, to to be quite frank. And it wouldn't matter how many great therapists you see, you're going to be fighting your own sense of self. So, Alex, introduce yourself, please, and uh, tell us what you do with people. Well, thank you so much for having us, Maz, and thank you, everyone, for uh, for following Maz. You're amazing, Maz, and uh, I love what you're doing and the energy you're putting out there and how you're helping people is Fantastic. Thanks, Thanks, yeah, my name is Alex. I uh, I help people get over the hump in their life. You know, we all are familiar with hump day. Yeah. The, the word this is where I'm sort of going with this this new branding is that we're all stuck in this cycle of, you know, we dread a moment, we get up, we touch on it, and then it's sort of we either get over it or we get scared by it and come back and retract into ourselves. As you say, you sort of you're pushing shit uphill, mm-hmm. and that if you've got something to help, what if you had an excavator pushing things up that hill? That's what we are. We're helping you get that stuff up and over the hill much easier because it doesn't matter on what the goal is, whether it's career, spiritual, financial, relational, we're all going to meet the limits of where we are and that's where resistance shows up. Mm. Resistance is what generally happens when we have two opposing beliefs and we get stuck in that and we sort of we get in this, oh, I can't do it anymore. Mm. So what's happening there is the imposter really takes over, this inner imposter who, who tells you you can't do it, you're not good enough, you don't have the skills, you don't have enough money, you don't, whatever it is, it's not enough. And so what we can do is, is look at those areas of our life because generally it's something from our past that's coming back to teach us something and give us an opportunity to grow and become a better version of ourselves. So we help you see that with much, with a lot of ease and clarity. Yeah, great. And I think um, we we can't see our own blocks as clearly as someone taking that objective perspective of us. Mm. You know, it's that classic. You can always see other people's stuff, but you can rarely see your own. Mm. So what does a session look like? Well, it's beautiful that you say that because we all know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know. Mm. And we can't be blamed for not knowing that. You know, it's it's something that's out of our awareness and we don't know. So... We start exactly where anybody is at and often we speak out exactly what the situation is. You know, how often do you give somebody advice and not take it? Yeah, heaps. We all do that. We're yeah, always giving, totally. our, giving our advice to people and solving other people's problems, but we never actually take that own advice for ourselves. So mm. in, a, in a session, I listen, I'm there, I'm, I'm intuitively guided 
and uh, really int- uh, actively listening to my clients because they speak exactly what the situation is, the problems, the blockages, the resistance. They know it all. It's just when we're speaking about it and we're thinking about it, we're not processing and being aware of what's going on. So my job is to be in it with you, to really get into that experience in the situation. I don't like to label things too much because, you know, it's my philosophy that life comes to challenge us to give us a message of some sort and we can get that message if it's a small, maybe a cut on the finger, then maybe it becomes a sore knee, maybe a sore back, and then sometimes a big thing comes through the window of your of your your life where it's like, wow, now I need to make some changes because mm. I've been dealing with this for so long and I haven't realised it and now my life is about to fall apart and generally that's, unfortunately, pain is our best teacher. It is actually <laughs> and it is classic that, People put up with that niggly pain for years because it hasn't gone beyond a certain threshold mm. and then the big one comes mm-hmm. and the big one is almost necessary mm. to force them to take some action. Mm. And what I encourage people to do is don't don't act before you have to get there if you can. You know, like if we perceive back pain as this opportunity or a a feedback from our body that it just wants us to look at something, you know, maybe the thoughts in our heads, maybe the emotional addictions, maybe the shitty movement patterns, maybe the food we're eating, maybe the sleep we're not getting, maybe the relationships we're in, you know, that's really all the body's inviting us to look at. And I use the analogy of, you know, it's that indicator light on your car's dashboard saying that your engine is about to overheat or you're about to run out of fuel. And you can keep driving, uh, but the car eventually, you know, it breaks down just as the body will. So, it, but it's an indicator light, so it's actually nothing to be scared of mm. because we feel it, and and people can be fearful of it. Um, but when you perceive it, or you have that paradigm shift about what it actually is, it it somehow takes away some of the fear, mm. and then you're in a different headspace to explore it mm. rather than try and get rid of it and fix it. Mm. But part of the actual fixing is the ability to explore it. Mm-hmm. And someone like you, I guess, has the skill set to help people not only explore it but release the big blocks mm. on some level. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. The reason why we don't go to those areas is because often we do feel really judged about the situation. And, and as you say, we're trying to get rid of it rather than looking to get into it. Oh, I love understand it. it. Love that. You that know, could be a T-shirt. <laughs> Don't try and get rid of it. Get into it. Into I like it, that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we do. We really grow through what we go through. And, mm. and those things are we have to lean into that uncomfortability because mm. that's out of our comfort zone. And it's I love that you're talking about this as a signal. I, uh, If I can share an experience. Yeah. And that was about too. my own back. Was about great. My back. So that's, that's great. Perfect. Yeah. I, share uh, away. Over COVID, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, we were all in lockdown. I got... I got stuck on the couch a fair bit. I was going down a lot of rabbit holes. and <laughs> <laughs> It's very entertaining in the world at the moment. Uh, so uh, we were spending a lot of time on the couch and I started developing, you know, pains in my, just between my shoulder blades mm. and my spine. Mm. And um, I was like, oh, what am I doing? Maybe I'm sleeping wrong or maybe I'm, um, maybe I've strained it or something. Maybe I've got tension in my arms. I was distracting myself and deluding myself about the fact that I was just sitting on the couch really 
right uncomfortably in the, for, for many hours on a day, in, in the day while I was at home so I wasn't moving I was stagnant and I'd become quite uh, sedentary right and then I realized hey I've got to get it I gotta get back going again so when things open I got a casual job and all of a sudden back pain left but right. from that so many opportunities in my life are starting to open up just mm. just the fact that I, I wanted to get back into work because at the time I was working for myself. Um, but you know things were as they were, so I wasn't having heaps of clients mm. and heaps of sessions with people at the time. Um, so getting myself moving again mm. and fresh energy through my body, and now mm. all of a sudden I've got two new business opportunities mm. coming my way. Like my, my business is really starting to take off as well. We're running mm. workshops and all this kind of stuff. The back pain's gone, yeah, because now I'm moving again. So you feel it was um, the stagnation of the energy, or your body inviting you to. Get out and get moving get more. Get, yeah, 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 it can be that simple, can't it? Yeah. It can actually be that simple. I think um Because I was resisting that. I was like, no, I don't want to get another job. I don't yeah. want to go back out there again. I want to do, yeah. I want to keep building my business and keep working with people. But sometimes we have to accept where we're at and just say, Hey, okay, maybe maybe that's another six months down the line and mm. I need to get my energy up again. I need yeah. to, I need to get moving and, and, and have fresh energy in my body again so that I can yeah. start living how I want to live again. Yeah, and it's nice to have that relationship with our body where we see the signals as a gift. Uh, And I'm mindful as I'm saying this, there's listeners in a lot of pain who this sort of conversation they really reject Mm. because they don't, when you're in a lot of pain, this that it's just pure relief you're seeking. Mm. And this sort of perspective can be quite annoying it can be frustrating to hear um and I get that and I almost think conversations like this are inappropriate sometimes when people are in a certain pain state where relief is their core Mm -hmm. um but there is relief with a shift in belief Mm -hmm. and and you know if we can have people accept uh eventually there may be a messaging in this for them or mm. down track. Their body is really trying to lead them on a certain path and the action may not happen yet because the focus is on the pain relief, but eventually they can get there. And mm. um, it's all about pitching messaging at the right time for where people are at and what they're willing to look at. Mm. But I do, I, I started introducing that one question to my assessment forms about probably 10 years ago almost as an exploration for myself about I wonder what people do think about their possibility to heal. Mm. So the two questions were, one, do you believe it's possible to heal whatever you've seen me about? Mm. And two, if so, what do you think is going to be required? Because I think there's uh, usefulness in working with our subconscious. If it has a belief that it's going to take yoga or Pilates or um manual therapy or dry needling or whatever, on some level I think it's best just to accept that and work with that Mm. rather than fight the body on what it believes it needs. Mm. Uh, Even if our perspective is, well, actually, I don't think that's what you need, I kind of actually throw my own perspective back and go with this body's perspective. And um, so it's a really good insight is what I'm saying. But Mm. back pain listeners, if you are sitting there thinking I don't actually believe I can heal whatever I have in my body, you know, that's really where you need to start mm. and seeking help is a great place to start. But then people say, well, wh- who do I see about something like that? So, yeah, good, <laughs> this guy. And so let's talk about Site K 
as one of the tools. Like I know you've branched beyond Site K, but can you give us a little bit of, um, and there's many, many scientifically validated tools for shifting subconscious beliefs. Mm. And on Bruce Lipton's website, he's got a list of, man, 300 of them, Mm. like energetic modalities proven to help you identify and clear limiting Mm. belief. Mm -hmm. And I know we've had interactions with Site K in the past. Um, So can you talk about that one and then maybe talk about other tools that you bring into the table now? Mm -hmm. Sure. So Psyche is, as you say, one of many modalities to bring the unconscious mind into the conscious mind. So they're, they're two different minds. They, they behave differently. They, they operate differently. They're responsible for different things. You know, your conscious mind is the creative one and your subconscious mind is the one that gets things done. So sometimes we like to say the conscious mind is the goal setter. The, conscious, uh, the subconscious mind is the goal getter. Hmm. But if your subconscious mind is not believing that, it, as you say, if you don't even have the belief that you can heal, then you're always going to be hitting that resistance and stopping right there. Uh, often my first session with clients is they, they've tried so many different things mm. and invested so much money into, mm. into it and they're just they're on the edge now and it's like they've said, I've tried everything and I just don't believe I, I can even change. So I say, right, that's where we get to start. We're going to start with you believing that change is possible because if you don't believe that your life can change, it won't. Mm, you're going to totally. try so hard, so hard, and it's going to, you're going to keep hitting that resistance and it's going to stop. Now, that doesn't matter if it's relational, career, physical body, emotional. Um, certainly with the physical body, you know, there's a lot that has to then go into us. As you say, it's a messenger. So mm. we always look at the messenger. We start with the, with the condition or the situation, and, and we leave it at that. We don't like to call it too much more than that because we... Sometimes if we start labelling things and identifying with things, then, then we, we invite other things into that situation that may not even be relevant right. for our situation, but we're creating it. Yeah. Um, so because it's something to hold on to. It's something to say, oh, that's what it is. Mm. Um, so we always start right, right, right there. And the messenger is we always say don't throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. So we always look at the pain. Because often it could be something from your past that's replaying or it's a past memory that's coming back into it or it is a behaviour that we're continuing to do that we're denying to ourselves. Sometimes it could be, um, you know, just a past trauma that hasn't mm. been processed properly yet, that it's like the body is saying, can you please look at what happened back then? And, and then once we go back to those areas where, where these situations first were experienced, and we clear them out because the subconscious mind only knows the present moment. So if we've experienced something in the past or we're stressed about something, worried about something in the future, you know, we're always experiencing that in the present moment because the subconscious mind is just, as I said, it's just doing its job. It's mm. just getting you what you want. Mm. The question is, is what you're getting what you actually want mm. or what you don't want? Often, yeah. often we all have these ideas of what we don't want in our life and that's generally what we get. You know, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want to have a bad r- romantic relationship, or mm. I don't want to break up with my partner. These are the kind of things that we. I don't want to have a bad back. We spend so much time fighting not having it mm. that we become consumed with that, and mm. that's all we know. That's right. You don't, as we said in the beginning, you only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. So if you don't know for a start that this has become your world. That chronic pain is 
always present in your life. You know, mm. we've denied it and we just pushed it away and we're just getting through because, you know, as humans, we're resilient like that. We can yeah. we can just suck it up and keep going and mm. deal with the pain. Uh, but does your life improve? That's the main question. So Psyche is the simplest version because it's really it's really simple in terms of using muscle testing, you know, communicating to the body. Right. And uh, we use it differently then other modalities use muscle testing as well. All we're testing is the energetic signal between the brain and the muscles okay. to see if the conscious mind and the subconscious mind are congruent, if they believe each other. Right, okay. If they don't, then we, we have an indication that, okay, there's something for us to look at. Let's, right. let's dig a little deeper. Because okay. as the facilitator, I don't know anything about the, the person's situation. Mm. And, it, and it's, it's audacious of me to even think so. Mm. Because everything I think in that situation is is mine. As I said before, if I'm going to give that person the advice, then that's actually the advice that I need for myself. Yeah. Because yeah, we yeah. see the world as we are, not yeah. as it is. Yeah. So, um, Psyche can bring those things that we're denying to ourselves to the surface without it being so scary. Mm. Uh the main difference between Psyche between other modalities is the whole brain state. So this, there's a lot of science behind um, and studies have been done behind the, the whole brain state. So when we get into this situation of I can't heal, all right, like I can't, I, no matter what I've done, my, my back just won't get any better. You know, that Henry Ford said, he who believes he can or he who believes he can't. <laughs> can't or can. Is right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it's so funny that people... People have that language, nothing works for my back and they have this, like their outside world is a total reflection of that belief. Mm. So if you've had that experience, you know you have that belief because, mm. you know, I, I think sometimes if we're not sure what our beliefs are, we just need to look at our current reality because mm. it is a total mirror to what our belief patterns are. And there's no fighting that. It just is what it is. Mm. Um, so if, you're, if your pattern is seeing multiple therapists and not getting any results, there's something going on mm. that's worth exploring. Yeah. Some of us become addicted to just jumping between different modalities. Some, I mean, I found myself getting addicted to just trying to heal and change myself rather right. than rather. And then I, I had a shift where it was like, okay, I'm going to stop trying to change myself so much and I'm going to start learning how to exist in my body. Beautiful. That's a nice little thought, isn't it? Because mm. we're all trying to get away. Mm. We're all trying to get out of this place. We're mm. all trying to change something or fix something. But no one's really learning how to exist and yeah. just be. Which is Tara Brack's radical acceptance idea about uh, that which we resist persists. Mm. So, so a big part of early pain, chronic pain management as well, is um, learning to coexist with the pain instead of fighting it mm. takes all the charge out of it. And from that space, you can then uh, be okay. It mm. loses some of its charge and some of its power. Mm. But even that's a big skill. It's a huge skill yeah. to learn. Yeah. But um, it's a really good point to make. Yeah, it's completely backwards to how we've been taught mm. life works. Mm. You know, what, what was the first one of the first things when you got a cold as a kid? Where did you go? I'm trying to think. Where did I go? Well, if you got ill as a child, yeah, your parents usually took you. <laughs> well, if, hope my mum's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> my mum would have given that. You'll be right. Yeah. Suck it up. Uh, you know, I I learned very early on not to seek help. There was just no point. So, 
Um, That's a great point because that there, <laughs> you know, you're shamed for having your feelings. Yes. So that teaches you in your adult life that I'm not even good enough for somebody to help me. Mm. So you're going to go look for practitioners that aren't going to help you. Wow, that's a big one, isn't it? Because you're never that. actually allowed to be receive help in your yeah. childhood years. Yeah, yeah. The point I was sort of the, the path I was heading down is that we're taught that doctors heal us. I don't know, you're, <laughs> you're a physio. We go to these people to, yeah. to help us, to heal us. Yes. And although you guys are the... You, as a facilitator as well, you know, yes. like I'm in this same boat. People come to me for healing, but my philosophy is I hold the space. Yeah. You have everything you need to heal. Yeah. I hold the space and where the con- I hold the container for you to find the things that are blocking your healing, mm. to change them and to create the blueprint in your mind that is going to be conducive to optimal health rather than mm. chronic pain and stress, which has become a normal part of it. It's not natural. No. But it has become a normal part of our life. We're all just dealing with stress and we have coping mechanisms sometimes they work sometimes they don't Mm. Uh, but learning to relate to that stress because again stress is a messenger as well it's Mm. showing you something that needs to change even if it's Mm. just to let go of an idea that's that's going to cause future trouble for you you know yeah stress is something that i am a huge if i'm feeling stressed i know that there's time for me to to get something out of it, you know, I'm now I'm leaning into these things and, and mm. being excited about when yeah. shit hits the fan now. <laughs> yeah, there's a great talk on stress, um, pretty much let's not get stressed by stress. Mm. And, and even in the stress response, the bit that, I don't, that we, I've only just learned myself is that after the adrenaline um, cortisol spike, there's an oxytocin spike, which is the love hormone for those who don't know it. And what I love about that concept is that our body, the oxytocin is about um, connection, social connection, cuddling, touching, reaching out, feeling, noticing what others are doing. And it's almost like our bodies want us as part, when we are stressed, to seek help, Mm -hmm. receive help, give help. And when we care for others in a stressed state, it actually lowers our own stress response. Mm -hmm. So you know, biology is perfectly created mm. and our perception that something's wrong with whatever's going on is is really, it's not. It's actually this perfect system which we don't enjoy sometimes mm. because it's not we what we think we want but it's really, it, it, you know, it's, I, I just want people to have that lovely relationship where they don't perceive anything as negative in their body. It mm. is just what it is. And it's an invitation and it's a message and we can work with each other. We don't need to fight our bodies. We can work with them. Mm. And, you know, I think these tools are really important. Can you just touch on, we talked briefly before we started recording about the back and support Mm. uh, in people's lives. So what are the key things that uh, come to mind that you see other phases of their life manifesting in the back? as a bit of an issue. Mm. This is sort of getting into a bit more symbolic sort of, you know, me- again, the messenger is behind the message. So if we're sometimes, have you, oh, what's her name? Um, Louise Hay? That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> we're in tune. We're in tune. <laughs> Got it. I know what you were thinking before Louise Hay, <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, she's wonderful and she healed her life through affirmation. Mm. And that's her story. And she's got an incredible story. Like mm. she had 
such a trauma traumatizing childhood mm. um so many different levels of abuse and, yeah, wow. and purely through affirmations and just just saying affirmations she healed her body now that's at a different time than where we're in now you know mm. we're distracted so much more by everything in our world so we have to be a lot clearer with our affirmations and, and un- make sure that the subconscious mind actually understands it. So sometimes she talks about uh, support because the backs, it supports your body. If you're mm. standing strong and you're standing tall, you feel strong. Mm. Whereas if, you're, if your posture's, you know, you're sort of down and slumped down, you're, you're not strong. You're, you're, you're cowering over and you're in protection mode. Mm. Now, Bruce Lipton says that you can either be in protection or growth. Wow, I like that. Living or dying. That's it, a cell, and that's at the cellular level. There is no in-between. Right. So if you're in protection, and you can tell, if we start really tuning into what's going on in the body, Mm. in the body, not in the mind, the mind will create many different meanings, but in the body, the body does not lie in the body. There's a wonderful book called The Body Keeps the Score. Yeah. And it shows how the body holds on to our life. Everything that's happened in our life is stored in the body, and the mind reacts to feelings in the body so if it's chronic pain, the mind is going to constantly react to that rather than getting into the pain and learning what it's about, what is it actually teaching me, we just want the quick fix. Mm. We just want something that will take the pain away and let me get back to normality again. Mm. But there is no normal anymore because life has now got you to a point where it's time for something new and that's what it's showing you. Mm. Um, so... Financial support and relational support are the big ones with lower back pains okay. for Louise Hayes kind yeah. of kind of philosophy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I actually had a session with a client not long ago. Her, her situation hasn't improved yet, but that's also because the body is a lot denser. You know, the mind operates at a much higher frequency. Okay. The body is a much lower, denser frequency. I mean, it's a 3D world here we, yeah. where, where our mind exists is in a different dimension. Yeah, it's kind of too, yeah. a much higher frequency. Yeah. So sometimes it does take a little bit, of, little bit of time for the body to adjust and align with the new, the new way of thought. Oh, the interesting. New, the new... Um, the shift in the, in the conscious or subconscious can, can take a little while to filter down into, well, well I guess, the cellular reaction needs mm. a little while to process and yeah okay that's interesting yeah yep. well and the body rebuilds itself yeah so right. the, the basis behind bruce lipton's research is that the culture of your body is what your blood is so he, he did his uh, experiment he had three petri dishes yeah and he had uh, embryonic st- uh, embryonic cells which are stem cells which we are we're constantly Rebuild. We as even as adults, they're not just baby cells. Yeah. In in uh, infants and newborns, humans constantly create stem cells. Where those stem cells then go in the body determines what cell they're actually going to become. So he had a a culture of skin tissue, bone tissue, and muscle tissue. Okay. And he put stem cells in each of them, and whatever uh, culture he put those stem cells in, those cells then became that. Right. So what this said, said to him was that your perceptions, your beliefs and your perceptions, which is the cell membrane, the equivalent to the cell membrane, is what determines how you are going to then behave and what, what you are going to become. Mm. Um, so, yeah. When you change that, even when you change the body's here, rebuilding itself. that's right, it, it takes a while for the cellular replication of yeah. enough of them to probably overcome the existing idea 
Yeah, it's really interesting. Because your, your body is rebuilt in seven years. I think the teeth enamel is the longest is to, to rebuild. Wow. But it, it is replaced and con- there is not one cell the same in my body today as it was seven and a half years mm. ago. And that's a lovely idea, isn't it? So the quality of the, the cells that are getting made is determined by the quality of your thoughts because mm. your thoughts are what controls the quality of your the culture or the blood, the, the chemistry in your blood through which your cells are then being made. Mm. So this is what epigenetics is, is thought above your genes. So if yes. you can change your thoughts, then you can change your genes. Because a lot sometimes chronic back pain might be it's hereditary. My mum and dad have had back pain. Back pain's always been in my life. So that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm subject to. Mm. And so that's a victim talk. You know, we're, we're, oh, totally. we're a victim of our hereditary and a victim of our biology rather than it being I'm the captain of this ship and I mm. determine how the quality of my body and life is. Yeah. Which is a big shift because, again, as I said, it's it's backwards. We've, we've been conditioned to look for everything we need outside of ourselves mm. in the world. Mm. And, um, and although you- we can find it in there, we, we need to believe that that's what it is for us first yeah. so that we can actually find what's right for us rather than constantly looking for the right practitioner or looking mm. and even in that you know then often we, we put so much power in the practitioners and the doctors and the, the um, therapists that we need that person for healing then mm. I have to go to my therapist for healing mm. where it's okay they, this person can help me show how I can heal myself, that, that's the shift that really needs to happen. Totally. And, and as you're saying, then I'm just reflecting so much on what I see, uh, when, you know, when I'm leading someone on any mindful movement um, endeavour, which is we're doing it for many reasons, but one of them is to have them get really familiar with their own body signals mm-hmm. and interpreting them well mm-hmm. because some people can go into a stretch and they will say, oh, that's hurting. And, you know, when we look at it, and I know I, I know it's a stretch sensation, but their language is, oh, that's hurting. And, you know, when we explore even that, they understand, oh, okay, so that's what you'd call a stretch or mm. <laughs> that's what you'd call or a muscle is working. Mm. And they perceive that as pain. Mm. You know, oh, no, that's actually a muscle just working. Mm. So this whole disconnect from processing our internal signals in a healthy way, mm. I, some people can't hear any of them. They're totally numb. Mm. Got no sense of being able to shut their eyes at all, mm. which is a safety um, trauma probably indicator. And then they either can't hear or if they do hear, they're not interpreting very well. Mm. So they can't be led by their inner processes because there is no reference point for them and mm. so really we just spend time building that out mm. so that they can trust that their body is they can trust their body because they've actually developed that relationship mm. and there's a word for it um interoception comes to mind um which is the internal signals mm. processing um versus proprioception which is the processing of the external but it is so fascinating and it's not something that's explained or talked about much, no. um, probably just something I've observed over working with people for many years, but it's a big thing to have someone start to trust their own body signals. Mm. I love that you bring that up. I'm, I've just been listening. I'm deep in a book and I mentioned it. The Body Keeps the Score. Fantastic yeah. book. Very, very heavy. Now, it's Peter Levine, is it? Uh, that's body Vessel. Keeps the, oh, Vessel, Vessel Van der Kolk. Yeah. Oh, cough. Yeah, that, yeah. 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 He's great. Yeah. Unreal. And he, he talks about it, that that's the amygdala. Mm. The amygdala is the one that it either 
directs energy to healing or looks for alerts. See, most of us, we're, we're so, we've been so traumatised either in our childhood or just by society. Like there's so much going on that we're not aware of that we are constantly looking for threats. We never feel safe. We're not safe in our own bodies until we actually learn how to reset the amygdala to uh, direct energy towards healing, safety and protection of our you know, family and children and, and uh, infants and, and creating health rather than looking for threats and being on edge and, and being in that fight or flight zone the whole time, which mm. is, you know, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting being in fight or flight and, and people don't realise. One thing I said, the first thing, especially with a new client, the first thing after a session that they say to me is I can't believe how heavy that was before. Now I feel so light. Wow. Because we just get used to this dense weight of the world. You know, most people walking around with their shoulders slumped, terrible posture. Yeah. And after doing sessions with with me, you know, people, I see them. Mm. I see it happen in real time. Their face goes from this to like that. And their body goes from hunched over. My, my girlfriend, she when I first started going out with her, she she was always she was you know creeping around and mm. she would like walking around on egg, eggshells. And, mm. and now she's up, she's about like mm. she's she's transformed the workplace she stepped into just from the energy that she has now around. Beautiful. And so and that's that's such a lovely thing to witness in someone, isn't it? Mm. That shift from that to that. You know that. That's what brings me joy personally is that shift mm. and seeing it and seeing them do it for themselves. Mm. And and so much of it is, like we talked about, not actively doing anything but letting go of the blocks. Mm-hmm. And I like that idea too. What it, You know, I am well. Wellness is raining down on me. What am I doing? What's my umbrella? What am mm. I doing to block it? Mm. And then, you know, hugely important work that you're doing is that letting go of the blocks so that they can just be mm. well, you know. Mm. We have developed an idea we have to work towards it, but I think it's more about letting it in. Yes. Yeah. So, cool. So before we spend five hours chatting, <laughs> <laughs> when I say bulletproof backs, a bulletproof back, what what just, what comes to mind for you? What does that look like to you? Uh, look, that, the image in my mind is someone walking around strong and tall with, with good, confident posture. Yeah. And the positive thing about that is if you are standing strong in your body, there's a lot of science behind this about the hormones that your posture actually creates. Mm. You know, I know if you stand in power poses, you can increase your testosterone by... 20%. Uh, 20% And you drop your cortisol by 20%. Boom. And these, these are simple mind hacks that we look at it and think, nah, too simple. <laughs> I need something more complex than that's that, please. Right. That's your human side speaking there. And breath. <laughs> breath. Breath. Amazing. What simple tool, mm-hmm. like you talked about before, Free. sympathetic nervous system, energy drain, you know, learning to turn that off in three minutes with some parasympathetic mm-hmm. breathing mm-hmm. brings all that energy back into healing, rest and digest. But, it, the, again, this is part of the, the messaging. Yeah. The tools are out there. You don't need to be filling your body with anti-inflammatories. Mm-hmm. There's a time and space for them. But far out, save yourself some bucks mm. and learn some tools that you can are portable, you can access anywhere, anytime you like, mm. and they're going to serve you well for the rest of your time on this planet. Mm. And, and they're, they're cheap, they're easy, perfect, great. A lot of us think it's, it's such a big mountain to climb, mm. you know, when really if we can just stop looking at the mountain and yep. just take a step. 
Nice. You know, one on my philosophy now is one day at a time, one step at a time. It yeah. like slowed everything right down to it. Like I had a big vision of my life and I still do. I hold that vision. Yeah. But now I'm just focusing on a step. Nice. What am I doing each day? How am I starting my day? What energy am I even bringing into the day? Mm. Am, I, am I waking up dreading the day or am I sitting there planning my day and saying this is the kind of person I want to show up as? Mm. And that works for your back as well. And it's, an, it's a thing that over time I understand that a lot of people are in chronic pain and it does it really beats you down. Mm. I mean, my mum's in chronic pain. Her knees are terrible. Mm. And I can see it in her and it breaks my heart. But there's nothing you can do for that until the person is ready to let go of the pain. Because mm. the sick thing about it is that we're actually, it's its a, a fragmented part of the mind and, and the pain is actually serving something. We're getting something out of that pain, whether it means just not moving on with our life, whether it means not making some changes or having to, change the diet or having to start exercising and get yourself engaged with the world again um you know the pain is always giving us something so when we can learn to ask the question what purpose does this serve not why am i having this Mm because when we say why it's a universal response for a defense mechanism so you're going to get a very low level answer Mm -hmm. low, low low level of intelligence answer that your subconscious will give back to you will be defending itself defending the pain almost Whereas if you start asking the question and, and consistently asking the question, what purpose does this serve? Mm. What am I getting out of this? Uh, the energy of around it will start to change and you will step into collaboration with yourself and mm. others as well mm. rather than uh, nothing's working for me. Mm. It's, it puts you back into, oh, okay, now I, I've actually got some a bit of power in this situation and I can actually start working with it rather than just hating that it's there. Mm. Great. That's so good. I think it uh, can be challenging for people in a lot of pain to hear some of this stuff. And I might just go easy on yourself. If if anything we've shared today is a bit too much for you right now, might be one you turn off halfway through and you might come back to in a month and go, oh, actually, okay, I can, I'm ready to hear that now. Mm. Um, but, yeah, look, if anyone is seeking any help with their subconscious belief clearing, uh, I'm going to put Alex's uh, website link in the show notes and um, he does online consults yes. and it would be a great place to start. So thanks for coming in. We got through the whole podcast without these two Labradors in the room making a big deal of the noise. I was worried about them, but they've kept themselves quiet. So um, Yeah, they chilled out. Didn't they? It was great. They were nuts before. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Alex. Well, that's a wrap on another episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you could take a second to like the show, share the show with someone you know struggling with back pain, drop us a few comments. It really helps us spread the message globally. And don't forget, for those of you ready to build your own bulletproof back, check out my six-week online course, which is a comprehensive blend of mindset, movement, and emotional strategies designed to help you find some pain relief and then the confidence to get moving freely again. Or for those of you who feel like you might need a bit more customized support, check out my consultation schedule in the show notes. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks again. Mm